tomorrow. I gotta get a couple things done. I gotta get, I gotta fix my heel. I gotta fix my nose. I gotta fix a couple things. But I'll, I'll ask the doctor. I'll be working out tomorrow, but the doctor will tell me how much time I need to take off, and I'll ask her if I can do upper body at least. So I'll be, I'll be working right away. When's the last time the uh, the Minnesota Twins season ended, and and your your what's going through your mind is, man, I can't wait for next year, and and maybe maybe it was recently, maybe maybe there was a hint of that uh, a year ago, uh, maybe not. You know, they had they made some moves in the off season, but I know today is the day after, and I know that 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 we all had plans and hopes and high hopes of a game Friday night and Pablo Lopez and and who knows. You know, and maybe a championship series against the Rangers, and who knows? And maybe a World Series against who knows? But I woke up today, Derek, and as much as, you know, you, you look back yesterday and and uh, you probably, you know, as Derek and I were, were, were kind of texting back and forth saying, boy, Joe Ryan, that must have been the plan. Just two innings, so we'll never know what happens over there. Or, man, you can't get doubled off on second base. Boy, that could have been more runs in the first inning. Or, really, going to bring Buck in just for uh, that one swing? You know, so there's probably a lot of that in the immediate uh, reflection of the Twins. And now, as NPA was even talking about this, they're the you kind of haven't flow this, Derek. It hasn't been that long, but you've kind of let the overnight, the morning, now we here we are in the noon hour, start sinking in. You just heard comments there from Royce Lewis back in the gym, Byron Buxton, get healthy, whatever I got to do. And they've got things that they need to sew up from a, a contract standpoint and whatnot. But I, I can honestly, genuinely say, I can't wait till next year for yeah. the Minnesota Twins, Derek. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of stuff to be positive. I mean, when you got a Julian and a Walner and Royce Lewis coming up and feeling like you got some guys there, learn from this a little bit. Hopefully, they'll have Curry in there to, you know, be that leader again. You know, hopefully, you know, there's two things here. I mean, obviously, they need to be better at the plate and not you strike out so much. There you go. And I can handle a swinging strike. I mean, what Max Kepler did last night was, and what it was one thing if you just get locked up. And you're frozen. Yeah. But to think I was outside and then complain after when it was clearly a strike it's and a just difference. on the outside. I mean, that's that's a bad look for Max Kepler. I'm sorry. I you you got to go down swinging. I don't there. know if he was, we were all kind of, you know, <laughs> we're all like guessing what pitch it's going to be from Presley. Is he going to spike one? going to try to twist one? Right. Because he, he came with a 3-1 break, uh, a little bit, not a good pitch on 3-1, but not really, a, I don't think, a good pitch if you're Max Kepler. It was just a good pitch. And then uh, then uh, to come back now, I'm thinking, oh, does he come back with – to come back with that or just try to, to sear one, just locate a ball. And to your point, I, I don't know how many times, and again, it's hard to do. <laughs> well, yeah, a, that's Hitting yeah. a baseball is hard to do. But to your point, I don't know how many times I see somebody, whether it be in the AA or Major League Baseball, just get a, a late, delayed foul ball, like diagonally to the other right. batter, just anything. Keep yourself alive, right. as Queen said. Yep. Anything to just put a bat on just in case. And it, it, it looked like Max probably might have been looking, I don't know, if he was looking for something else or did he really see that ball away? I don't know. But he didn't swing at it. And he, it didn't look like he was really in that mode. He's trying to get on base. You know, he's right. tr- obviously, he's trying to get on base. You know, I got Carlos on deck. But, yeah, that's it's a, it's kind of a tough way to tough way for that season to end. But, you know, th- you've nailed it on the uh, the strikeouts, Derek. I, I think the uh, – 14 last yeah. night. I mean, when you, when you need it, you know, to get some contact, get some – and, boy, when they did get hits, 
Right at guys, yep. and granted, the defensive players too. Oh, I mean, the, the Pena made some grabs. Unbelievable! Yeah, I can see why Correa is no longer an Astro because they had this guy yeah, coming they're up. They're just and, fine. Yeah, exactly. So that there, that's part of it. And Abreu just keeps on killing the Twins. It's just amazing. I'm trying to think of in my history of watching Fred Lynn and Eddie Murray, and you go down the line of <laughs> just Fred guys Lynn, who like to guess. feast off the Twins pitching. Oh man, that's just that and Valdez. So I mean, just so many things. I got to say this too. Um, I'm excited next year, as you said, for seeing if Bailey Ober progresses, mm-hmm. Joe Ryan another year, and you know if they bring Sonny Gray back, I don't know, but you got Pablo there. Yep. I mean, so they got guys that, you know, and some younger guys coming up from the minors, even that can maybe help out. Yeah. It, it, there are some guys out there. So those are the positive things. Some of the young hitters that we're talking about, that's all positive. Yeah, I think you're starting with a what seems like a new foundation mm-hmm. of Twins baseball and. It stinks that they're not playing. That they're se- it does. It stinks their season ended yesterday. I'm with I'm with every Twins fan out there. Just I'm with Corey and Chris and Dan and Dick and then the the crew that in Morneau and all the guys you hear. It stinks. You know what else? Probably ran on the wrong team too. You know, th- there's yeah. part of this, Derek, in postseason that it's 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 not necessarily who you play. We talk about this often. It's it's how are they playing when you play them. You know. Diamondbacks take Arizona. You know they got the Dodgers, but this isn't a full strength Dodgers club no. that they're facing. And take nothing away from Arizona, but but they they just made pretty quick work of uh, of L.A. and L.A.'s done. Yeah, it's it's crazy, I and mean, that's just it, right? You look around Baltimore having the same conversation. Twins fans exactly. are exactly at least you know at least the Twins got to win. So I mean, and you, I will say beyond this though. As the as the opener thing stopped for the Major League Baseball, I didn't see as much of that this year. Did you? Yeah, is thought, that a fad that went on for a couple of years? Maybe it, starting it with the. It seemed like it slowed down, if not came to a little bit of a halt, unless by necessity for some odd reason you're going to have a bullpen day. Right. Because um, I'm just going to throw out there. I, I, you know, you and I were chatting last this night. This is ridiculous. I, what what happened last night? I'm sorry. You cannot do that. If this is the way baseball is going, Jack, I, it's going to turn yeah, me off big it. time. I mean, what Rocco Baldelli did last night, after he l- should have learned after the Jose Barrios thing a week before, yeah. you got to let a starter be a starter. And, and you get get what you can out of him. I don't care how many times it's through the lineup. It, how many times have we seen it? It's like no matter t- how many times you see the guy, he's just dealing. Yeah. you got to let him go. Madison Bumgarner dominating the postseason wasn't all that long ago. I love baseball I, hasn't changed that much no, in five years. No, you're right. The, the Drysdales of this world and the Kofed probably just spinning around going, what kind of ball are we seeing now? And I get it. You're you're invested and it's analytical and you're matching up. Here's one thing I love when I'm either calling or watching a baseball game. It is uh, you, you go through as a pitcher and you go through the line. Take like Kevin McGovern in the Americas, one of the all-time greatest uh, pitchers. And say he gets touched up for a couple in the first, and maybe even maybe even part of the second, you know, one through nine, and everybody, you know, I got to get my eyes up and go, wow, he's getting tight. He he rarely gets touched up like this before. But what I love to see is the adjustment made. Still has his stuff, and then now comes now that guy's up again in the in the fourth, and he got him, and they're up in the fifth, and he gets him. Maybe walks a guy, and what's he doing the second time? Another guy maybe rolls too. You know, so it's that Derek. To me, that is that's part of the game, and I get it. It's it's a a thankless spot to be in. I'm sure Rocco and the staff sat down and said, "Here's our game plan. 
Um, but in those meetings, can you talk yourself? Can you talk yourself and and almost over overthink, over manage, over you know that we can't lose because you know. And granted, in the overall picture, Houston scored three runs and and they hit two homers that accounted for three runs. And granted, the Twins only scored twice on three hits, so I get it. But this isn't the first time, Derek. I I, I like you. It happens way too often. You can play the what if game. Yeah, was was Ryan getting tattooed? There's some barrels. It's Houston. They they got a barrel on a couple. They got a, a good bounce on one. A little line, a little bouncer back in the infield. But I don't think he was getting tattooed. I would no. love to see him. He threw a bad pitch, and against that lineup. It's much like the glory days of the Yankees in the early 2000s, right? Where yeah. there's not many holes in that lineup. So you're going to maybe give up one, just like the Astros gave up two. Right. But you need men on base. and you, I mean, th- those type of things. After they gave up the Royce Lewis home run, was Dusty thinking about taking him out? I mean, <laughs> there's something about the old school manager, this two pick in his mouth going, boy, this guy's dealing. I'm going to let him go compared to, well, the analytics say right. we better not right. to, we right, better look. put this lefty versus lefty thing. <laughs> right. Even though Caleb Theobar, as good as he was early on the season, yeah. hasn't been as effective in late right. August and September. That should account in your stupid analytics at some point, too. I know that, that when that happened, I was over at the at my computer baseball league. And I turned right over to the guys. I said, boy, he's taking, taking Joe out after two, huh? He's, he doesn't even have 30 pitches. And, I, and all my word was I... Better hope the Twins don't fall behind because they're going to run out of particular arms if this is the way it's going to be. And then they, then the two-run home run, and all of a sudden now you got that to deal with and you're trying to press a little bit. You're right. Urquidy gave up the double, uh, you know, gave up the home run. Yep. You know, there was some touching going on, but it was work through it uh, kind of mode on that. And then, of course, we saw what he was able to do when he got swings and misses or he got takes and misses. It is uh, – yeah, I, I, it's just uh, it's it's tough to second. It, it, it's tough to argue, Derek, because they didn't score a lot. They had six hits, I think, in the last two what couple games, right? Uh, or the two so six hits. But this is how the Twins are going to have to win, Jack. That's why it's not a second guess for me. Because what did I say the last two days, they need to have a bulldog start from both yep. of these guys, yep. and you got to let them go and let the game flow, much like Dan Gladden has said over. What you said is what Dan Gladden has said all summer long. Why do they do this? You know, he'll say this, you know, because Corey and Chris are a little bit more apologetic to the new way of thinking. A little more but analytical he, But he'll thinking. say, you got to let it go. If I'm a pitcher, i got to make adjustments for what he wants to do. It's almost like a football game. Yep. How many times does, you know, the, the coaches go in and they got to make halftime adjustments? It's no yep. different in baseball with a pitcher yep. versus the hitter. And they got to let this play out instead of overanalyzing it because it – Seems to fail much more than it actually yeah. works. If it's a crooked number, well, crooked numbers are probably staying in there anyway because they're wearing it. But you're right. If it's not off the charts, if it's not like he doesn't have his stuff, they're barreling everything. You know, I, I would love to be the, a fly on the wall when that happens because I, again, like I said, it, what I love to see is the adjustments made by starters second time through the lineup and vice versa. Uh, in the games I called in the summer, if I see uh, an opposing pitcher roll through the offense, I always think, let's see what happens on the second time right. through the lineup. You know, maybe it maybe it flips. It's always that it's that middle, it's that third inning, it's the it's the third, it's the fourth, it's the fifth. These are the these are these critical critical inning. In football, we talk about the middle eight. You know, the final four, of the first half, the first four, of the second half. That there's a lot of things going on right there that that you can kind of point to a game. In baseball, to me, yeah, it's a start, but it's really that second trip to the lineup, either via the, the, the pitcher's effectiveness, if he's been touched a little bit early, 
or the hitter's adjustments if they have failed early. To me, it, it, it is a critical part of the game, Derek. I'd imagine there are some people you could text in at 35270, say you're dead wrong. He can't afford to. He's got to roll that dice. You know, I'm sure there's thinking out there like that, Derek, and that's that's why baseball is uh, that's why baseball is kind of a fun sport. It's a, there's a little bit of a cerebralness to this sport. Yeah, text comes in and says, do you feel Rocco lost the game yesterday? I don't think I'm going to go that far, Jack. I mean, I think that – They struck out 14 times and scored right. twice. You know, they, but, but It's not Rocco's fault that Julian steps off second base too far again and has yeah. another base running error. And it's not his fault that uh, the strikeouts are the way they are unless he's telling people to be more patient than they're not and they're not listening to him, whatever you want to say. But I, I will say the fact that you take Joe Ryan out, let, you know, let's say Julian doesn't make that play. Maybe it's just sitting there one-one, and we're still playing baseball at this point. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's I don't know. Does Abreu hit the home run off Ryan? I don't know. We, this is, that's we won't just the know. Thing. We don't know. Right? Does he get touched up for more? And but then if he gets in a little bit of trouble. That's where you go to all hands on deck. Right. And then you're but, still down just three to one or whatever. You're right. See, so, you know, so so it's hindsight, but it's foresight. And in between, there's justification from that. Again, well, it's never hindsight for me because I no, don't like this philosophy no, at all. No, I didn't I like it. I mean, I, I would have been going batty if I was a Blue Jays fan last week, and now as a Twins fan, I'm going batty for the same type of philosophy I that tend, is flawed. I, I like. I tend to trust those that are in the clubhouse, on the plane, in the bus, in the dugout, in their ear conversations. I tend to trust those that make decisions based on the best chance to win a game. You know, so everybody can have their opinion. I, I kind of lean to going, well, he must he must know that this must be the, you know what I'm saying? Not that they're going to be right. You know, what Because you're they, nicer than me. Well, yeah, what are they, <laughs> what are they, what does he know, feel, see that, that, that we don't uh, from the outside looking in? We can question it, certainly, but it's like, what are you doing? But, and, and, but when it becomes a pattern, um, I think is where you're at. Right. And that's where it brings up your ire. When you see it's failing in key situations, well, it's the Blake Snell thing. Yeah, you know, and that, it's, it's, that's the one that always comes up. And until these guys start, I think the numbers work out. You know, Tom, the Tom Kelly show, one of the greatest half hours of radio well, the, yes. throughout the uh, late 80s and 90s, right before the sports settled with Sid and Dave yeah. back on our sister station. You know, he would actually, he's more old school, but someone would call in and say, why did you bat so-and-so? Well, here's the deal. Break- so-and-so is 300 against him, and that's why he gave so-and-so a day off because he's left-handed. And and, and, and so he would go by the numbers. That makes sense. Tom and that Kelly seems- would leave a right-hander in to face a left-handed batter with a left-hander ready in the bullpen right? because of some things that yeah, you I mean, were just talking about. Yeah, I mean, he would go about. through numbers. So those are old-school analytics that yeah. always came into play. But, but if he had a guy that was dealing, well, then he's going to let him go. Yeah. Because uh, you got to go by gut as much as you got to go by the numbers. Yeah, and if, if-, if instincts... Take oh, I mean, if, if computers are going to take over instincts, human instincts of a manager, then we're in trouble. Oh, it's going to be unwatchable or listenable. We're it, in it trouble. Really yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that's uh, and that's, uh, but yeah, you'd have been proud of me because my first instinct was, I just turned and went, "Is Ryan done?" And it was just this. <laughs> is she's only going two? Was it? Did I miss something? Did oh. did, did I miss? Did was he getting? That was my first instinct, and I'm hanging out with just a bunch of long baseball people. You know, they're like, "Wow, well." Yeah, and, and and granted, hindsight again. Houston scored three runs. You know, should you be able to win a game with the opposition scoring three? Maybe, uh, but you struck out fourteen times and you only scored two yourself, and those run solo shots. So, uh, yeah, to the texter, you know, did did he overmanage? Did he did he get outmanaged or overmanaged? Well, you've got your personnel. Um, 
you'd like to believe you know your personnel. It was a heck of a run for the Twins, and I, and I won't defer from what we said out of the gate. Super excited about what's on the in the front window for Minnesota and the Twins. They just played Houston. <laughs> they just played Houston, and apparently you can use profanity uh, really well, apparently, on the uh, FS1 channel as PA and, uh, and, and, and Anthony were talking about there. Justin Gard coming up next. Get his thoughts on that. Also, Kyle Alfrink, uh, we're set up, boy. What are the chances Denver walks into Kansas City tonight and gets that victory? Uh, we'll talk with Kyle Alfrink, your fantasy guru, also this hour. Tomorrow's special show, UND, North Dakota State, in uh, and we'll be at the Northside Applebee's coming up tomorrow. You're invited to stop on by. Got a great guest lineup we're, we're accumulating right now. Uh, Chad Stark, the great backs in North Dakota State, uh, certainly pride. Hunter Pinky, you know, not only a, a speaker and motivator now, but a, a former uh, Fighting Hawk uh, tight end. Noah Wanzik from just down the block, great receiver. Uh, Kevin Feeney, I think we, we've got a word out to Kevin, so that'll be fun tomorrow at Applebee's. Stick around. JG coming up next on 740 The Fan. Tune in to 740 The Fan to stay up to date on the latest Vikings news. Thanks to the following sponsors. Applebee's, Muscatel Subaru, Welton's Tire Service, Bulldog Tap, and Lichty Home. Visit 740thefan.com. He's the number two sideline analyst in Minnesota. You came in, you said, if you ain't first, you're last. Ricky, I was high when I said that. But that doesn't make any sense at all. First, you're last. You, you can be second. He's in the Cake Eater Hall of Fame. Cake Eater. His life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. Nadal and Federer wish they were this good looking. I got to tell you, that suit looked like a piece of good God wrapped up with some have mercy with a side of. He's the one and only Justin Gar. Uh, we enjoy our, our chats with Justin Gard. Got JG for a couple minutes today. I'm sure he's got a busy one. Wild kicking off their season tonight. Twin season ends yesterday. Wild season starts tonight. Wolves are in the front window. And the Vikings play on Sunday. Uh, that was my tease for the, for the game. Hi, JG. How you doing, buddy? That was a good description. Yeah. 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 What's the pulse there when, uh is it uh, you know? I started today's show, Justin. I I said you know what I'm uh, I'm genuinely optimistic about uh, the Twins to start again next year and 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 where they're going to go. Probably generally, I yeah, I mean, it stinks that they they uh, lost, and as we just lost Justin Gard out of the blue right there, we'll get him back on that. But we'll talk to Justin about that. It's a good time to get JG because um because the the Gophers are in a uh, a bye week this week, and then after. That game with with Michigan, obviously he has, he has seen Michigan firsthand. He can tell you how strong the Wolverines are. Uh, number two coming in uh, to face those uh, those Gophers and uh, guards. He's en route, so we we'll reconnect with uh, with Justin Guard uh, here in a second on that. So uh, we got Justin uh, Justin back on that. So yeah, I, I you know I'm, I'm optimistic, uh, Justin, as as much as it hurts to see uh, you know the team lose. Oh, there we go. Do we lose them again? This isn't going to bode well for, uh, for, for they. I've always been brought up the uh, third time is a charm uh, with that. The <laughs> we'll get to JG's thoughts on the the pulse of the people. I was asked Operator earlier. Era, I, I would, oh, is that it? I was asked earlier today uh, by uh, by a colleague down the hall. 
And it's a question that we ask, it seems like, far too much. Like nobody in, 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 in some of the other cities do not ask this question. But we tend to ask the question, we tend to hear the question more in the upper Midwest. And I was asked this question earlier. So what's the next of the, of the four to win a, a national or world championship? You know, this was asked to me this morning in the, in the 8 o'clock sports on KFGO. Uh, what is the next? Uh, what is the next uh, Minnesota pro sports team? You know, Vikings, Wolves, Wild, Twins to win a, a championship. And I had said, you know what? With all due respect to the Vikings and and maybe the Wild and the Wolves, might be the Twins. Hi, Justin. Good to have you on board again. Let's pretend this is the first time we contacted you and we're live without hanging up. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Always great to hear your voice. Always great to hear my voice. Always great to hear us together. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I heard everything you said, and I agree totally with all of it. Right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Love your show. Hang up and listen. Wild in action tonight. The uh, the, the, the uh, busy weekend it is. The Pulse today is what? What might have been? What was? And we're happy for it. Can't wait for the future. This stinks. Rocco should have left Joe Ryan in there. Why did Buck get a, a pinch hit late? You know, is, is, yeah. there, is there a yeah. Pulse today? I think you covered a lot of it right there. There's a lot. That was what's, what's great about the playoffs. There's so much you can talk about because all these games are like their own little ecosystems that have all these different angles. Um, globally, let's start you know, with the macro. It always ends so abruptly, the postseason. Like, I, just, I know that's not breaking any news, but whether it was the Wolves you know, a year ago with Denver or even against Memphis or when the Wild. Like, you get into a series, you have, like, the great deal that you had on Sunday night, for example, when Lopez was unbelievable, Correa was unbelievable, and you're coming back home tied at one, and you start to think, man, Sonny Gray on the mound, that might be cool. And then, oh, never mind, 9-1, that's dead. Okay, we can extend it, and it goes to five, and then Lopez is going to be, okay, never mind. Um, Hitters four through nine literally didn't get a hit last night. I don't think they got on base. Um, It just ends so quickly. And so, and I think most people – are excited about the future. And I think that has a lot to do with Royce Lewis. And given that he's already in a conversation with Kirby Puckett in terms of postseason home runs, that's pretty good company to be in. And, but I think what it does is it really, it makes the off season long because you feel like one of the players said it today. He's like, with all due respect to the regular season, now that we've done this, it kind of feels boring. Like you just want to get back to this point because it's so much fun. And I totally get that. I feel that way. I'm on my way to St. Paul tonight for the wild. I'm, I'm driving there right now. We're doing the show from the, from the X and you're starting a long season where at the end of it, all you want to do is get to April and May and see what happens. Same thing when the wolves start here in a couple of weeks. And so I think the twins have now joined that party because they exercised the 18 game losing streak team and, they won a series for the first time since 2002. They reminded people like what playoffs are like in other towns, and they're fun. So I think everyone's just kind of bummed. Long answer to your first question there. But I love I it. I think everyone's just kind of, they're just kind of bummed because you start to think about what might be, what could be. It's fun to lose yourself in a playoff series, I think, if you're a fan, and I think a lot of people did that. And now you just want that feeling again, really. You just want to, you just want to be able to be a part of something again. I think from from a um, uh, an upper Midwest sports fan, and maybe our listeners that span all over the place, primarily many of them obviously are Vikings fans, they're Wild fans, they're Wolves fans, they're Minnesota Twins fans, Garcia. And it just seems like too, all too often. Uh, there even came to be a point where it was that the Vikings and the Twins that were injured so much that people were starting to really like rag on the athletic trainers, like they weren't even safe. Like 
fans were like pointing the fingers at, at the trainers. You know, well, we must have the wrong strength coach, or our athletic trainers aren't aren't doing their job. So it, it just seems like there's always a, and this is a fan's priority, certainly, and they're right uh, to finger point and and blame. And, and Gobert doesn't match up well with Towns. They don't use him well. We need a, a distributing point guard, not a scoring point guard when it comes to the Wolves, or the sure. Wild. The Wild have invested too much money for too long in these particular guys, and we're not good. So it just seems like in recent years, in the wake of our team, you know, our teams not winning at all, it it ends in that. Now, I don't know if we can go completely there with the Twins, even though, Derek, you had a nice couple of editorials the past couple of weeks on on analytics and, and removal earlies of a thing. But that, that to me, J.G., I, I, I don't want to – I don't like being in that spot where we're sitting just finger pointing, right? You know. Well, what's it's kind of a weird double-edged sword because our teams are always good enough to just let us down enough. Like there's there's always enough hope. It seems like with a lot of these teams that you do get your hopes up a little bit, only to come crashing back down to reality. Like you never. I mean, the Vikings are a perfect example of this. Yes. It comes out every once in a while. You know, the graphic will be thrown thrown out there that the Vikings and I'm just. I'm rounding here, so don't quote me, but they're essentially like top five in winning percentage in NFL history. And the list around them, let's just say they're top 10, the list around them, all the teams have won a combined like 42 Super Bowls. Hmm. And the Vikings have never been to a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Like that just to me summarizes what it's like being a Vikings fan. They're always pretty good. They're always in the mix. Like once every couple, you know, five, six, seven years, they might make a little bit of a playoff run, but they're never good enough to actually get to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl. And you think about some of the teams that have been to Super Bowls. Like the Carolina Panthers have been to a couple in my lifetime. Right. You know, like just team, teams that started when I was in middle school have been to more Super Bowls in my lifetime than the Vikings. And I think it's just that's what's kind of tough about Minnesota teams is you, you're, you're never really bad, bad, unless you're the Wolves for the last 15 years until they got good. You're never really terrible, terrible but you're never good enough to get the full payoff. So you're kind of in this purgatory a little bit, I think. It's an, Derek, it's an interesting take, isn't it? You know, I never yeah. even thought about that until Justin just said that right there. No, I think about, you know, it's the middle child syndrome kind of, right? Where I mean, you just... You, so so why, yeah. Is, yeah, you're, why is it? Uh, well, what, is it bad luck? No, I, well, I think it is to your point. I mean, you're kind of, you don't pick in the top 10 very often, right? And we all know what that difference that can make in drafting, Certainly right? in and, one particular sport, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, the interesting part about the NFL, though, is that, you can go up and trade up to get a Trey Lance, or you can get the Mr. Irrelevant, and he becomes one of the best quarterbacks in the right, NFL. So right. even but, if you take, but you can't, San Fran does. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that's just it. <laughs> right. And people talk about moving on from Kirk Cousins. Well, I don't. You know, I can understand that, but you're playing a game of deal no deal because you can end up with Christian Ponder, or you can end up with Patrick Mahomes. You just don't know, and that's that's the. And that's kind of what's happened to the Vikings over the years. And I also think it's what happens with, like, the Vikings and Bears. When you don't get that franchise quarterback. And, you know, and I think that's probably why you're in Cousins Condos is because you got a franchise quarterback. It's just the question was, can this franchise quarterback take you to the promised land? And that's the great unknown. Yeah. With is it. he a Vikings quarterback at the wrong time, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Cousins? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Kirk, I think any time he would have been the quarterback, it would have been the wrong time because he kind of is who he is. But he's like Derek said, that is 100% why I am in Cousins Condos and why I'm the general, the property manager. Because in my lifetime, I mean, I've, I've done it before. And there's one particular guy that hates when I do it, but it's always like something I do in December when you're trying to fill some time or 
right. in the summer. I mean, you go. I was born in 1982. You want to go through the list. Let's say I became a Vikings fan in 1989, you know, watching uh, Chris Dolman, Keith Millard, and Al Noga, yeah. guys like that. Yeah. Just start there and then run through all the Vikings quarterbacks that I've, I've watched play. I mean, the number's got to be like 25 to 30. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Randall Cunningham, Brad Johnson, Jeff George, um, you know, Wade Wilson, Tommy Kramer. I mean, you can just do – Adrian's rookie year, I think he played four. I mean, it was Gus Barat, Brooks Bollinger, Kelly Holcomb, Travaris Jackson. I mean, just go – you go down the list, you go, yeah, you're damn right. I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the guy <laughs> plays. He's accurate. He, he puts up big numbers, and he's actually had a couple of moments. Now, the fact that they have to pay him so much is, is probably – globally a long-term L because it makes it harder to build a team. And don't think that the Niners aren't loving the fact that what they're paying Brock Purdy at the moment, you know, that helps you build a really big team. That, that helps you build a great team. But I've just, in my life, we've never, I mean, there's a reason why we were all excited to get Brett Favre, you know, because we weren't super pumped about Sage Rosenfeld <laughs> for a, you know, it's a battle with, with T-Jack. So, yeah, and, and Derek mentioned Ponder. I mean, we all know about that too. So it's like, yeah, I'm. That's why I'm property manager. Don't forget the McNabb well, trial. Well, I mean, and, you know, and, and again, I know McNabb, we got Josh Freeman. I know we got a caller, but you blatantly you blatantly left out the twelve starts of Steve Dills in 1983, and of course Please. the two starts of Spurgeon Win in 2001. Yikes. Uh, Spurgeon well, yeah, including exactly. one at Lambeau, I think, or maybe it was Ravens. I can't remember. Go uh, ahead. Got a big one in there. Uh, do we have someone that wants to jump on? Yeah, today? our good friend Andrew from Detroit Lakes. Andrew You're very familiar DL. with. Oh my goodness! Hey, Andrew. Hey, good morning, good afternoon. I should say, gentlemen. Um, Garzy, I just had two comments for you. No questions, no thinkers, no nothing like that. Um, number one, every time that I hear you're going to be on the show, I just wonder. If Dan were to ever hear your open, how much flack he would give you for the length of time that that open takes. Because he hates catches yeah. to begin with, because it's too long. So I'm just wondering, yours yeah. has to be like double that, even though I love Cassie's open and yours. And uh, number two, I just wanted to call and wish you good luck tomorrow in the Fan Dads Finals. I'm rooting for you. You'll be the only, if you win, you'll be the only uh, program password and initials invitational ch- uh, champion. So go date, yeah. take down AJ. To toss Norda to the side and, and go in that ship, all right? <laughs> That's fantastic. Great call, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> good yeah, call. Feeling good. Got it. Feel yeah. like my preparation's been good. feel like I've played well. And I feel like I've done a good job of making myself an underdog somehow, which is hard to do. Yeah, you, you've <laughs> uh, you've kind of sandbagged that a little bit, too. There, There's a, there's a bit of a password uh, genius connectivity guards you. Where does that stem from? Growing up, playing a lot of that? I, it must be, yeah. I just I, I'll, I'll give credit to all my teachers. Yeah, you know, I'll give credit to you know, starting with first grade, Miss Peterson, who just retired. Thank um, you, as Mrs. Olson. Um, first grade, Concord Elementary School. That's how old I am now. All my young teachers are now retiring and riding off into the sunset. But I think they I, they deserve a lot of the credit. But I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity tomorrow. I saw, I've seen the trophy. It'd be a nice addition to my desk. I'm just going to say that. I've got the program password invitational trophy. I have a piece of the net from Saul Phillips' last Summit League championship in Sioux Falls. Right. Over there. And they beat, I think, IUPUI, Taylor Braun, outstanding, uh, the year that they beat Oklahoma. Nice call. Um, I, have a piece of, I have a piece of that net on my, at my desk. So I think this would be a nice bookend. What an eclectic, <laughs> nice what an eclectic yeah. collection. Well, that's pretty good. You, know, you can maybe steal well, the nickel from the, the net. Yeah. Not taking a piece of the net. Of course. <laughs> if Paul's going to give me one, how am I not going to take one? I did nothing to deserve it except drive to Sioux Falls. 
but well, how am I not going to take one? Do you sneak back in those state tennis championships and cut up some of that, or is that was that forbidden? Yeah. Uh, Can't cut up those yeah, nets. You, you, you never cut the tennis net. No, I wonder <laughs> why they could have. You, you could have cut sections. It would have made sense. Yeah, you could have. Great call. Probably I'm a little bit more spendy than a hoop net. I'm just throwing that out there. We'll let you. Yeah. We'll, let, we'll let you get to St. Paul real quick. Uh, so Michigan's pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Like that was. Um, I haven't seen a team dominate the Gophers like that in a really long time. They are. I'm. I'm most interested to see where they go. You know, what, what happens with them? Like, are they really this good? I think they are. They've won the Big Ten back-to-back years. But can they win a national championship? I mean, they, that's really the only thing that a team like Michigan or Ohio State hasn't done. Can they knock off a Georgia? That's – but, yeah, McCarthy's good. I mean, when you have a dude, like, you guys know, like, you know, when the Bison are housing ships, why? Oh, they have an NFL guy, you know, that's out there, you know, and they have a good defense. And anytime you need to play, the quarterback's going to make one. And – in the small window of time where the Gophers maybe had a chance to make it somewhat kind of interesting, JJ McCarthy made like three throws, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're done. Game's over. We gotta, we gotta get the jug, and we gotta go back to Ann Arbor. Um, enjoy your Saturday night, everybody. But we're leaving. It's time to go. And yeah, so I'm curious to see where they go. Gophers didn't play well. They have to play better. I'm starting to get a little worried about, you know, what's going on with the quarterback in the passing game. I thought this, I thought that would be better at this point in time. Um, so they've got to figure it out because the season's not stopping and they've got some big games coming up for their own, you know, just, you know, mental health in terms of Iowa and Wisconsin. And oh, yeah. That comes with those. So, please, mm-hmm. please, I mean. That's what I'm looking for. Salvage the season. I mean, hopefully talk to you next week. But, I mean, for me personally, because can of it, friends I have, if they can just win that one, win in, in Iowa City, it'll make a lot of the. That's the one they need to do. Yes, yeah, and I mean, it, it, get that monkey on PJ's back too, right? Correct, yes. And trust me, they all know that it's there. I mean, it bothers them, especially the way the last couple have gone. Certainly last year, oh. when you thought they were going to win the win the game twice in the last five minutes, and you know fumbled it away, and then threw an interception. That's tough. That's a tough one. I oh. feel like you should have won the game twice, and don't get it done. The uh, that's on Marge's birthday. I'll be in Cedar Falls. You'll be in Iowa. Boy, that uh, how far? Maybe I can sneak over. Yeah, one of Cedar Falls. That's not too far. That's where my mom's. From. Yeah, that's pretty close. Oh, actually, <laughs> maybe yeah, I can. Maybe I can. Within two hours. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, maybe those... we'll meet, you want to meet at the Maid Ride after the game? Yeah, so let's. Driving home with my dad after the game. He's from Waverly, which is right there in that neighborhood. That's exactly that's right. Fun. They got a really nice shields there too, but when you walk in, it's really weird to see all that black and gold because we're so used to. Either going to Kelly Green yep. and White or, or Purple or, or, or Green, green and gold. gold here. <laughs> right. And then you just walk in, it's just a sea of black and gold around there. Well, maybe I'll meet you at a exactly right. maybe I'll meet you like at a CVS on a Friday night for dinner. Get some Whitman's chocolates and a I don't know what else. What do they else have at CVS? And some drugs, I guess, at the pharmacy counter. It's some, yeah. I found out that's gonna be our be- our benefits. We're starting to do those this year at CVS at our new pharmacy. So maybe I'll sign up right then with you. We can bill them now because we mentioned them. They're right next door to our station, so that's all good. Guardsy, have a great show. To, have a great show today. You're, you're, you guys are in St. Paul, as you said, so we'll be tuning in for that. And good luck to the good luck to Dean Everson and Los Wild tonight. Thank you, JG, for the time. We'll talk to you soon, yep. buddy. All right, guys. See ya. A great job. I wonder if Kyle's going to use this for his uh, satellite program, right? The Dear Mr. Fantasy. That's uh... In fact, if you had to put your Mount Rushmore 
of songs with fantasy in the title. Probably rock and roll fantasy, Derek, by uh, uh, Bad, Bad, Company, Bad Company. 38 Special Fantasy Girl. Fantasy Girl, 38. So I'm at the Fargo Civic probably in 30 years ago, maybe. 20. Billy Joel's got a good Sometimes a Fantasy. Sometimes a, Oh, uh, Kyle yeah. Alfred, look what we're doing. Hi, buddy, our Fantasy Girl. We got a bunch I, of intros for you, oh, Kyle. I didn't realize over. Derek was just launched into, I know we claim that we know all the songs ever written. Hi, Kyle. How you doing, bud? I, I, I'm just going to outsource uh, everything to you guys now or just steal it. <laughs> maybe I'll just take it and, and make it as my own. But you, you guys have way more uh, of an in-depth uh, musical title knowledge than I have. <laughs> I, impressive work there. I would like to add Alden Nova, I believe, I think the song is, is fantasy. Is fantasy. Yep. Well, well, isn't there a, uh, there's a... Um, Such a long intro, Carey. though. Which uh, one? Mariah Carey has fantasy. Oh, yes. Look at yeah, that. A very popular fantasy song. Yeah. yeah. How about... Billy Idol, flesh for fantasy, but that seems kind of that's a little <laughs> sounds like a B cut. Yeah, I don't know Billy. if I'm going to go that way with you. <laughs> Is Kyle? That on the other side yeah. of white wedding, that'll be for the late night edition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. for your late that's Sunday. Up all night with Rhonda Shear type of. Uh... <laughs> up all night sounds like a slaughter song. Yeah, that is too. Yes. Thank you very much. All right, anyway, Kyle Elfrick, our fantasy group. Well, time's up. Thanks, Kyle, for the time. Uh, real quick, <laughs> as people are locking into their their fantasy players, my guess is number one, those that are, those that own. Uh, 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 Travis Kelsey are probably wondering about him. Now, I haven't checked anything today, Kyle, but what can you tell the Kelsey owners out there? Yeah, all the all the arrows are pointing in the correct direction, so he should be out there tonight against Denver. On the other side, uh, looks like Javante Williams will be back on the field for Denver, so I know a lot of people uh, went out maybe a week ago, uh, 10 days ago, and got Jalil McLaughlin, who everything I've seen from Jalil, he's an undrafted rookie at the TCU, but uh, he, he looked really good in part-time duty. I guess it would have been in week four. I thought last week in week five for Denver, they didn't give him the football very much, but every time he touched it, he seemed to be creating uh, s- some trouble for the opposition. Uh, tonight, I would expect to see a, a good bit of McLaughlin, but also Williams. So we've landed in that proverbial split, which nobody likes. Um, so <laughs> just understand that uh, if, if you spent money on McLaughlin, you enjoyed him last week. Uh, probably a, a, a bit of a pullback tonight in a game where you figure, I mean, the Chiefs are favored by, I think it's 10 and a half, 11 points. You, you figure that the Broncos will be playing catch-up. Uh, the running back maybe to have is Samaje Pirine because when the Broncos are needing to pass and, and get points in a hurry, Pirine's actually out there more than either of the other two. That's It's a great call. I had a couple theme questions to throw your way here, just maybe philosophical beliefs of you. When you have an underperforming quarterback that has been underperforming in consecutive weeks, what do you do when you own the 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 wide receiver one that's on that particular team with an underperforming quarterback, and you also have some maybe wideouts that are with uh, quarterbacks that maybe aren't stellar quarterbacks, and maybe teams that don't pass as much but do target that guy. You know, the, the quandaries like that underperforming quarterbacks when you've got a receiver that is on that particular team. You seem to be talking, Jack, about uh, Derek Carr and Chris Olave <laughs> or Ryan Tannehill and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I'll say this with Olave. I, I was looking at his numbers this morning. Um, he's actually on pace to surpass everything he did last year. So may, maybe the, the problem is we just thought Olave was going to explode and take off, but he is on pace for, I think it's 85 catches. Last year he had 72. I think he's around 1,100 yards. Last year he was maybe 10, 20. Uh, he's never been a t- – well, I shouldn't say never. Thus far in his NFL career, we haven't seen the touchdowns. He's only got four uh, from a season ago, and I think this year he started with one. Uh, last week was the first touchdown catch he had. 
if, if Carr's out there, um, which yeah, I think he's going to be out there, but I don't know if we ever get him back to 100%, you still have to play somebody like Alave. You still have to play somebody like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, C.D. Lamb, you know, he's kind of running into some slow numbers because Prescott, this Cowboys offense, has been a, a tad underwhelming in the last couple of weeks, certainly last week against San Francisco. But overall, the, these receivers I drafted to be ones or twos, you know, to be top 30 overall receivers, if I'm not getting it immediately, and, and let's say it is because, oh, gosh, they're running the football more. Oh, gosh, my, my QB has a bum shoulder. It's really difficult for me to bench those stud wide receivers unless I know the backup quarterback or the current quarterback is just a total waste of time throwing the football. And, you know, as, as lack of excitement that Ryan, and, Ryan Tannehill and Gingers or, you know, Derek Carr or a beat-up Daniel Jones or whomever it may be, these guys are still starting NFL quarterbacks. Those are the guys you thought were going to be starting when you drafted the wide receiver. So I know a lot of people like to make changes, and it's fine to look at trades and make moves to strengthen you in certain spots. But overall, in terms of like a start-sit thing, uh, proven commodities, guys who are out there, uh, stick them in your lineup. Let them be. Um, I, I know it can get frustrating when Chris Olave has one catch for eight yards, but you just can't bench that sort of player. You can't bench a guy who uh, pretty well, since he got into the NFL, has been a top-20 receiver. Uh, you can have bad weeks and still belong in a fantasy lineup. So I plead patience, and I realize a third of the way through the season, maybe not everybody's interested in patience. But for guys who've done it before, they, they continue to get a lot of leash from me. Got one more great stuff today from Kyle L. Frank, our, our guru. And if you want to throw one in, uh, 35270, I got one regarding uh, potential Vikings uh, now with J.J. out, you know, who can who can get the numbers. But uh, what do we got today, Derek? Text comes in, need one of these three, Adam Thielen, Myers, London, and it says half point PPR, whatever that means to someone who doesn't play anymore. <laughs> I think it's got to be Thielen. Uh, that's half a point per catch, by the oh, way. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is we why I don't play anymore. Right. You, right you gave up on I that. I want touchdowns <laughs> and field goals, and that's it. Just leave me alone. You know, I, I, Adam Thielen's my call here, and i got to admit, if you'd listened to me back in August, I was totally out on Thielen, not very interested in this offense with this quarterback, with his age, making the move. But you can't deny the last four weeks, he's been like a top 10, top 15 receiver. They are – peppering him with pass attempts. And this week, uh, the matchup is, a, is another bad one for the Carolina Panthers. They're on the road at Miami. They're a two-touchdown underdog. They're going to be throwing constantly. It, it's too – I can't say to bench Adam Thielen as long as he's this hot. Now, if we, we have a dud of a game and it's three targets or, you know, we have a couple of games back-to-back where it's three catches for 29 yards, then we can adjust. But right now, you ride the hot hand. And so you ride the – the passing game that the Panthers are going to have to embrace. I mean, that's what you have to do when you play Miami. you got to throw the football. So that should lead to some nice uh, catch total for a guy like Adam. Yeah, and they do target him in that red zone, too. How Adam can uh, can catch it inside at five and stretch towards the pylons, you know, that's that's the – I'm not just saying this because he's from here and I know yeah. him a little bit. I, I think it was a huge mistake to let him go because I think he, as you said, moves the chains, gets in the end zone – and they can almost good traded, route runner. They almost traded Hawkinson for him as far as the you know getting the passes to him, and I, I think it's backfired on. Him. That's just my personal opinion. On that point, Kyle, speaking not only to Viking fans but fantasy owners that are looking for a little boost this weekend, and without Justin Jefferson, and now you've got the rookie Jordan Addison. Uh, I suppose KJ Osborne certainly in play for the Vikings. I don't know Derek Brandon Powell. You mentioned Hawkinson. Any of these sound attractive? This Alexander Madison as a back and a guy that can catch out of the backfield. Any of those sound attractive to you, Kyle? Well, I, I think going into the week it was Addison or Osborne. Addison was owned in a few leagues out there because people took a shot on him as a first round pick and maybe he was their 
wide receiver five. I think he had a couple of touchdowns, not a whole lot of involvement. But I, I was saying on my show, if both guys are available, um, if I were looking at the waiver wire this week and I could have Addison or Osborne, I would save all the money and go K.J. Osborne because Addison's going to run you so much more. And I think he's probably a, a decent bet to, to be the emergent, the ascending receiver. But I don't think Osborne is all that far behind. I think both guys have a shot to be something uh, in this uh, pretty long spell without Jefferson. And when it gets to that point where I could throw my hands up and say, oh, either, either guy is fine by me, I'm going to go with the guy who's way cheaper. And for me, Osborne is incredibly cheaper uh, to get off the waiver wire. I know people were spending 30 40% of their budget on Addison. You could sneak in and get Osborne around 8 to 10%. So I'm not saying Osborne is the guy, but to me, both guys have the ability, have the – uh, the opportunity, if you will, to become five to six catch a week guys. They're not going to be Jordan, you know, J- Justin Jefferson going for 140 yards. But if I can get, you know, four to six catches a week, um, 70 yards, and maybe a score every other week, that's a hit, a huge hit. And both guys, I think, could do that. And one should do that. They're going to have to do that as long as Kirk Cousins is under center and as long as this offense is trying to cover up some of the uh, warts with the defense. They're going to have to throw. So those guys have the opportunity to step up, and, and that opportunity is so critical in, in everything that we discuss in the fantasy world. Well, let Kyle get out the door on this one, but in standard fantasy leagues where it's a, it's one, you know, it's a point, not a half, but a, one full point for a, a reception, you know, one PPR, uh, and, 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 you know, every 300 yards passing, five points additional to your quarterback, same thing, 100-yard rusher, five additional points, 100-yard receiver, five additional points. It, is it just me? Or am I seeing fantasy weeks where, like, individual players this year, Kyle, are defeating, like, entire teams almost? Yeah. No, it's, it's not just you. I mean, Jamar Chase last week, I think, was over 50 points <laughs> um, in a PPR setup. We had that game with Miami where A-Chan and uh, Mostert combined. I mean, two running backs from the same team combined for over 90 points. <laughs> um, it was out of this world. Tyree Kills had some big moments. What we haven't really had is a lot of great quarterback scoring. I think quarterback scoring, I mean, but there have been guys, you know, Justin Fields had the big week uh, a week ago, but overall, we have not seen the big efforts under QB. You know, even Patrick Mahomes, the, the Chiefs are winning, but if you look at his fantasy results, I think they're underwhelming through the first five weeks. Um, I haven't looked at the overall totals con- comparing and contrasting this year to previous years, but the QBs just haven't put up, uh, you know, there's a 30-point effort every week, sure, but We've missed out on a lot of guys in the low 20s or in the high teens. It's, it's kind of like every week thus far, we've had probably three or four quarterbacks who truly excel. And then there's kind of a gap, and we just kind of fall into the average nature. That top 10 um, has been pretty light in overall scoring this year. It's amazing. Derek, you, you've seen this on weekends going, does he have 100 yards at half already, a receiver? Like, is he at, is he at 114 yeah. already? It's like, my goodness. NFL just uh, blows up uh, on some of these guys. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I just think, I think you just don't know what you're going to get. I think that it's they always talk about this being a passing league. I still think it's a balanced league as much as anything. You have to have balance to be successful, and that's kind of why you're seeing this. And I think because there isn't, uh, you know, there's not bell cow running backs anymore. You know, the backup running back gets a touchdown and kind of goes unnoticed, and you know, but oh. he's getting that two yard plunge, and there you have it. Obviously, you know, you get your 
pushes like the Eagles have with Jalen Hurts too. <laughs> you know, I mean, just there's so many. Football's just so different than when I first started playing fa- fantasy football. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like good stuff. If you want more inside information, he's got it for you. Kyle, uh, direct our, our listening audience where to find uh, our guru, Kyle Elfrick. Where do we find him? Yeah, I'm bouncing around Sirius XM all over the place, uh, baseball, football, and even soccer on occasion. But uh, kind of the main thing to follow is uh, Sunday night. Uh, we do that full recap. It uh, runs. 10 o'clock, it gets rolling, uh, everything you need to know from Sunday. Also, if you go to fantasyguru.com, been doing podcasts with those guys each and every day. So that's kind of a, a daily uh, way to start your day. Uh, pops up every morning, late morning. Gives you about 40 to 40 to 50 minutes of everything you need to know from the fantasy world. So, again, that's fantasyguru.com. And, uh, of course, here with you guys each and every week. I will go out on a limb, Kyle, and tell you that uh, in baseball, there will be a team from Texas in the World Series. Is that a – You're uh, correct. You're okay. correct. And, and uh, it'll probably be from Dallas or Houston. No San Antonio or Austin <laughs> down there. Um, put me down. Put me down for uh, for Houston. I, I think will... we're going to have to deal with the Astros again in the World Series. I'll put you down for Houston, and I'll meet you at the original Whataburger in Corpus Christi by the golf right there. That sounds like a hundred percent. You bet. Great yeah. stuff, Kyle. Thanks for the time, as always, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe, guys. The, the great Kyle Elfrank, our fantasy guru. I'm hungry for a big burger again. Yeah, there. see what you did see, there? It's right at the end of the tail noon. Uh, it's busy this week. Our thanks to Justin Gard, uh, to Kyle Elfring, certainly. Tomorrow, big show. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, it's our uh, it's our live show from the Northside Applebee's. Stop on by. Uh, I've already got some of it uh, booked up uh, tomorrow. Chad Stark, one of the great Bison players uh, in the history of that school. Hunter Penke, uh, obviously a, a great uh, tight end and, 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 and player for UND. Noah Wanzik from just down the block, one of the tremendous uh, receivers, just to name a few. Again, uh, effort in Kevin and, and, and company. So good stuff. Tonight, uh, Denver at Kansas City on KFGO. And tonight right here, join Bob Roars and me. We'll be coming to you from East Grand Forks, high school football, DGF and EGF. And Hennessy and Hockey's tonight because of the Twins game yesterday over on KFGO. There we go. That's six. But we're loaded, D. Mike Schmidt. Who has to put all those schedules together? Oh, that's right. Yeah, jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> Derek will do that for you, too. Stick around. Comment is next on The Fan.